0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Give us a call. The number is 208-991-4783. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Uh, Today's episode has been brought to you by the support of our listeners... Thank you so much for your support. I want to thank Tim and I will be sending Tim access to our premium site, which we give to all donations of $7 or more. And let me add that, um, your uh, financial support has been really critical here uh, as we're dealing with all of the side attacks, malware, forced upgrades, extra expenses, um up into several hundred dollar range. It really, the support we've received has allowed us to kind of weather that, so we appreciate your uh, continued support. And I'm also sorry about uh, issues we've had with uh, servers and websites and delays. I know we've had quite a bit, but hopefully soon we're going to have everything on an even keel. All right, well now it's time for today's episode uh, of Sherlock Holmes' The Bruce Partington Plan.
2: New York City, the makers of clipper craft clothes for men, and more than 1,200 leading retail stores from coast to coast, present that immortal character created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes, starring John Stanley. <laughs> this week's story... The Adventure of the Bruce Partington Plans. It's just midnight, Holmes. Yes. And I'll hurry. What should be coming through that door at any moment. Better have your service revolver ready. I'm
0: fully prepared, Holmes.
2: Good. I.
0: Holmes, the signal. Yes. Two
2: knocks on the door. Our friend has arrived. It has indeed. Now, let's bring the track. And,
0: What are you going to do, Holmes?
2: I'm going to unlock the door and introduce you to a murderer. Well, Dr. Watson, I see you're hard at work on your memoirs, as usual. Uh, what adventure are you working on tonight? I call it the adventure of the Bruce Partington plans, Mr. Harris. Incidentally, did you know that Holmes had a brother, Mycroft Holmes? Mycroft Holmes? <laughs> I met him for the first time in this adventure. A great man, Mycroft Holmes, as prominent in his own sphere as my comrade was in his. And he appeared at a time when the fate of the empire hung in the barons. But uh, first, Mr. Harris, I know that you have something to say about Clippercraft clothes. I have, Dr. Watson. Thirty-seven long years of making fine clothes are behind Clippercraft, And the new Paul suit, show it. They're superbly cut of fine, long wearing materials and tailored with details found only in the most expensively priced clothes. Yet you pay only 40 dollars and4750, and here's the reason why: More than 1,200 of this country's finest independent stores from coast to coast have concentrated their huge buying power to really bring down your high cost of living. You enjoy the savings when you buy Clippercraft at your local Clippercraft store, the store you can trust. You enjoy friendly, courteous service, too, from the local store in your community that really knows how to please you. Try on your favorite style in Clippercraft's extra long wearing worsted suits at only $47.50. Why, well, you just can't beat Clippercraft's values in suits, top coats, and sport coats. Compare Clippercraft with clothes selling for many dollars more. Ooh. And now, Dr. Watson, what's this adventure of the Bruce Partington plans all about? What are the plans? All in good time, my dear Mr. Harris, all in good time. If my memory does not fail me, this adventure began in November of 1895. A dense yellow fog had settled down over London, so that from our windows at Baker Street, it was impossible to see the loom of the opposite houses. It was on this white shrouded night, but a cab came out of the mist and stopped just outside of Woolwich Arsenal. A woman descended and paid off the driver.
0: There you are, Cabby.
2: I say... Oh, who are you? Oh, well... I'm sorry, Violet, a cadogan.
0: Oh, cadogan, darling. I... Oh, it's impossible to recognize anyone in this beastly fog. I was afraid that some stranger was trying to. <laughs> but it is you, well, and. Of course
2: it's I, Violet. But... Now, will you stop chattering? Mrs. Duggan. Oh, forgive me, darling. Nerves. On edge, I'm afraid I.
0: What's the matter, darling?
2: Uh, matter?
0: Oh, something's worrying you. You're, you're nervous. Uh,. You, you seem afraid of something. What is it, Cadogan? It's it's nothing, nothing. You've never worked this late at the Arsenal before, Cadogan. We were fortunate if we get to the theatre at all. The theatre. Oh, I am sorry, Violet. I,
2: I can't make it tonight.
0: Can't make it? Cadogan, we've tickets for the theatre, and oh, but something's and...
2: come up. Something something urgent. Uh, Violet, uh, you you had better take a cab. Go go home.
0: Cadogan, why do you keep staring at the Arsenal? For heaven's sake, darling, what's this all about?
2: I can't tell you.
0: Not even your own fiancé? No. I see.
2: I know, darling. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I don't trust you, but but this is extremely confidential, a matter of state and government, and unless I, Violet. Yes. Look over there you see a man in a boulder hat and a water suit just coming out of the entrance?
0: Why, yes, but what... Dug-
2: I've got to follow him. I can't afford to lose
0: him. But Duggan, what about... Goodbye, Violet.
2: Cappy! Cappy! Where's you, sir? Follow that cab just ahead. Don't lose it. Let oh, a rum go in this pea soup, Governor. Might as well ask the bloke... There's a in it if you hang on. Up in, Governor.
0: We'll have to be quick.
2: That's a short trip, Governor. There's your coach there in front of Woolwich Station. Your bloke will need to take the underground, seems like. You are, Tabby. Ticket clock. Yes, sir. Did the gentleman in the bowler hat and waterproof just come through the passenger tunnel here? Yes, sir.
0: Just ahead of you. The ticket and just stepped aboard that train.
2: Quick, give me a ticket. Anywhere. Uh, the station for London Bridge only. Hurry or I'll miss that
0: train. Yes, sir.
2: Father Mycroft will arrive here at Baker Street in half an hour, Holmes. Yes, Watson, I'm in receipt of an urgent telegram from Mycroft. He's coming straight from his government office at Whitehall to seek my counsel on a most serious matter. Indeed? On what serious matter? The Cadogan West Affair. The Cadogan West What's that? We'll read the newspapers, Watson, if you peruse the daily telegraph there on the chair, you'd find that last night a junior government clerk named Cadogan West met his fiancée Miss Miss Violet west for an evening at the theater. Well, I mean to say, what of it? With no explanation whatever, he darted off into the fog in pursuit of some mysterious quarry. And early this morning, he was found dead. You mean murdered? Precisely, Watson. His lifeless body was found lying in a tunnel of the underground a few feet from the track just beyond Algate Station. Good Lord. Curiously enough, there was no railway ticket found on him. You uh, consider that significant, Holmes? Quite. But even more significant is the fact that my brother, Mycroft, seems to have taken an intense personal interest in this case. You know, Watson, my brother Mycroft has a unique and confidential status in the inner cabinet and enjoys the counsel of both the Prime Minister and the Queen in delicate matters of empire. Then why is he so concerned with the death of an obscure junior clerk? Patient, my dear Watson, patient. I'm a criminologist, not a clairvoyant. Only Mycroft can answer that question.
1: My dear Sherlock...
2: I have never seen the Prime Minister so upset. And the Admiralty is in a state of near panic. As for myself, with view of the present delicate situation in Siam, it is most awkward that I leave the office for a moment. Then let us arrive at the kernel of this affair at once, my crop. Why is Whitehall so concerned about the death of Cadogan West, the minor clerk? Because of the fate of England, and indeed the Empire itself, may hinge upon a quick and early solution of this regrettable affair. Good heaven, sir, as serious as that is it? It's indeed, Dr. Watson. Pray, continue, my cross. You have heard of the uh, the Bruce Partington plan. Vaguely. Uh, some plans concerning a new nautical machine, are they not? Specifically, gentlemen, they are the designs for a new and revolutionary nautical craft called the submarine, which can be propelled under water. Submarine, huh? Fraudlight. Dash it, Holmes. The next thing you know, they'll conjure up some devilish scheme to fly through the air. Please do not interrupt, Watson. Proceed, Last night, the Bruce Partington papers, ten of them in all, disappeared from a vault in Woolwich Arsenal. Aha. Uh-huh. And was this vault easily accessible? No. Those plans were the most jealously guarded of all government secrets. Only three men had keys to the vault. Their names? Sir James Walter, the government expert and official guardian of the plan, who's fallen gravely ill over this matter. The senior clerk, Mr. Sidney Johnson, and Cadogan West, the, the junior clerk. Go on. But when the body of Young West was discovered, seven of the papers were found on his person. The other three papers, the vital, important ones, were missing. Naturally, the newspapers did not carry this information. Hmm. Interesting, Mycroft. Very. Perhaps Young West, stole the plans, offered them for sale to some foreign power, and Data was murdered for his pain. Perhaps, Dr. Watson. At any rate, we fear the worst. Sherlock... You see the consequences of all this? Naturally. If some foreign power gains possession of the Bruce Partington data, the sea power of Britain might well suffer a mortal blow. Exactly. Sherlock, you must drop everything and devote your talents to this. Those papers must be recovered. This mystery must be solved at any cost. Very well. Under the circumstances, we'd better begin at once. Come, Watson, we'll see off. Where to, Holmes? To Woolwich Arsenal. I should like a few words with this senior clerk, Mr. Sidney Johnson. You say the key to that vault never left your possession last night, Mr. Johnson? That is correct, Mr. Holmes. That is entirely correct. And you left Woolwich Arsenal here at five o'clock? I did. I most certainly did. I left at closing time as usual. Young Cadogan West. Also possessed a key, did he not, Mr. Johnson? He did, Dr. Watson. Both he and Sir James Walter are superior. Mr. Johnson. Yes, sir? you think Duggan West stole the Bruce Partington papers from the vault? I, I make no accusation, Mr. Holmes. But, my dear sir, you must have an opinion. I repeat, I make no accusation. And I cannot account for young West's actions. I can only say that he was unreliable, headstrong, and eternally complaining about his small remuneration here. Perfect. Now then, Mr. Johnson, before we leave, I should like to have a look at those plans. I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Holmes, but that's impossible. Indeed, why? Because the originals were stolen. The originals, eh? Very interesting, Mr. Johnson. Quite puts a new aspect on the matter. Come Watson. we must pay a visit to Sir James Walter's home at once, the third and last owner of a key to this ransacked vault. But my craft has informed us homes that Sir James is gravely ill. True, but his brother, Colonel Valentine Walter, who's always been very close to Sir James, may be able to provide us with some necessary information. <laughs> Well, Holmes, I must confess, I'm completely confused. Are you indeed, Watson? Yes, we seem to be no nearer to a solution than... On when we... the contrary, my dear fellow, we are. We are? We are indeed. It's true, every fresh advance we've made only reveals a fresh ridge beyond. And yet we've certainly made some appreciable progress. Note first that the original plans were stolen instead of being copied. Yes, but what was Note, it? too, that no railway ticket was found on the body of young Cadogan West, who was presumably thrown from a metropolitan train. Oh, there's Sir James Walter's house, Watson, at the end of the lane. Look here, Holmes. Sir James has been a high authority in the government for twenty years. He's unimpeachable, absolutely. Perhaps. Uh, but one cannot leave a cloth without first picking up all the threads. Watson? A shot, Holmes, yes. And it came from Sir James's house. Quick, Cabby, get us to that house with all possible speed. Open up. Open the door. Someone's coming, Holmes. What is it? What? Colonel Valentine Walter? Yes, yes, what do you want? My name is Sherlock Holmes. This is Dr. Watson. We um heard a shot a moment ago, Colonel. We were on our way to see Sir James. I'm afraid that's impossible. What do you mean? Come out with it, man. What do you mean? My brother, Sir James, just shot himself. <laughs> You just won't believe your eyes when you read the Clippercraft price tag—just forty dollars and forty-seven fifty. Here are truly fine suits at prices that really fit your budget. Because Clippercraft gives you way above average quality at way below average cost. Fine fabrics that assure long wear, skillful tailoring by experts with long years of experience. That's why they're the favorite of many millions of men throughout America. The unique Clippercraft plan brings you these amazing values. More than 1,200 fine stores from coast to coast participate in this plan, combine their vast purchasing power to affect savings in production and distribution. This project keeps Clippercraft's great tailoring plants busy 12 months a year, and naturally brings operating expenses down to a minimum. The savings go to you. Yes, Clippercraft suits are truly remarkable values at only $40.47. That's why men who know insist on Clippercraft clothes. So be sure to visit the Clipper Craft store in your city. These leading stores in the metropolitan area are proud to add their names to Clipper Craft in your suits, top coats, and sport jackets. In Manhattan, Saks 34th, Broadway at 34th. John Wanamaker Men's Stores, Broadway at 8th, and 67 Liberty Street. In Brooklyn, Abraham & Strauss. In Newark, New Jersey, Boulevard Men's Shop, Kresge, Newark. And in Jamaica, the B&B Clothes Shop, 16408 Jamaica Avenue. And now let's return to our story, Dr. Watson. Well, Mr. Harris, we entered Sir James Walter's house and found him dead, a revolver by his side. Colonel Valentine was greatly grief stricken and explained that since the Bruce Partington plans were Sir James's responsibility, his brother had killed himself over the scandal of their loss. At any rate, Holmes and I didn't linger long. Time was passing swiftly. The fate of the Empire was possibly in the balance. Uh, What did you do next, Dr. Watson? We approached the Underground Railway authorities. A ticket seller at Woolwich Station had indeed seen young Cadogan West in hot pursuit and testified that young West bought a ticket for London Bridge. After that, Mr. Hodkins, the railway superintendent, led us to the spot in the tunnel where the body had been found. So this point in the tunnel is just beyond Allgate Station, Mr. Hodkins? That's correct, Mr. Holmes. But it appears that Young West had a ticket only as far as London Bridge. There was no ticket for Allgate found on his body. How do you account for that, Mr. Hodkins? I don't know, Mr. Holmes. I don't understand why he stayed in the train as far as Allgate after passing London Bridge. Quite. Young West did not have a ticket for Allgate. Therefore, he was not in the train. What? Moreover, he was bruised only on the head, not on the body. And no blunt was found on the spot where he fell. That would indicate he was killed before he entered the tunnel. Holmes, you say young West was not even in the train? I infer, Watson, that he was on the train, but not in it. On the train, but not there's it all. I must be obtuse, but it's all confoundedly unclear to me. I agree with Doctor Watson, Mr. Holmes. I make no sense of it. Ah, fortunate circumstance, gentlemen. There's one of our metropolitan trains coming into this tunnel. It will serve to illustrate my theory perfectly. Better a step back against the tunnel walls, gentlemen. Right, Roger. Right Thank you. Note, Watson, the train is on a straight track and it proceeds smoothly and steadily. Aha, now the train's moving around this curve. Did you notice how it shook and swayed as it rounded the curve, Watson? Yes, Holmes, I did. But what the devil difference does that make as far as Cadogan West? Yes, it's an Sir. immense difference, my dear fellow. It proves that Cadogan West's dead body was riding on the roof of a railway carriage here in the tunnel. What's that, Mr. Holmes? You mean to say someone placed the corpse on the roof? And... I do indeed, Mr. Hopkins. The corpse rode for a considerable distance. But when it reached this point, the rocking and jolting on the train threw it to the ground. Yet there were no bruises on the body, which is natural enough. Dead bodies do not bruise. Good heavens, it seems incredible. Mr. Hodkins, is there a point farther on from Allgate here where the trains pause before they proceed? Why, yes, Mr. Holmes, but... uh, Please answer my question. Well, there's a point in the tunnel at Kensington where the Metropolitan trains stop for the signal. Kensington, eh? Excellent, Mr. Hodkins, excellent. Come, Watson, we've work to do at Whitehall. Whitehall? Precisely. I'm in urgent need of some vital information from my brother, Mycroft. Sherlock, you ask me for a list of foreign agents known to have residences in London at present. I have a highly confidential list here. Capital, Mycroft, I have a very simple query to make. Yes? Do any of these foreign agents live in or near Kensington? Only one, but he's out of the country at present. His name and address? Uh, Hugo Oberstein, 13 Caulfield Gardens, Kensington. Aha! Holmes, by what line of deduction? All do you... in good time, my dear Watson, all in good time. Sherlock, is there any progress? The Admiralty is in urgent emergency meeting with the Prime Minister, and at this very moment, my presence is awaited by the inner cabinet. Be of good heart, Mycroft. We're relentlessly pursuing our quarry, and we can hope to hold him in his lair in a very short time. Oh, then I have no alternative but to rely on you, Sherlock. I wish you all success in this matter. And now, if you'll excuse me. Of course. Watson, we'd better proceed to Baker Street at once. Baker Street? right. We'll need a jemmy, a dark lantern, a chisel, and your trusty service revolver. And after that, Holmes? After that, a visit to 13 Caulfield Gardens,
0: Kensington. Well, here
2: we are, Watson. 13 Coolfield Gardens. Home of our foreign agent, Mr. Hugo Overside. It's pitch dark inside, Alan. Huh? Yes. Our friend is no doubt on the continent at this moment. Come up and let's the door. This is It's locked as I expected. Watson. Yes, sir. You have your service revolver handy? At the ready. Good. Keep a sharp eye out. Get yes. back like against the wall,
0: Watson. Quick, someone's approaching. No.
2: Police. For Bobby on his beach, Watson. That's <laughs> Mr. There we go. Close, Watson. Yeah, it's altogether too close. You must realize this is illegal, Holmes. Of course, of course, Lestrade and his official police would frown on this procedure. The stakes are too high and time too short to quibble about legalities now. Step to one side a moment, Watson. you got a barber handy. You've got a jenny, the lower door. There we are, Watson.
0: Now, let's go in. Holmes, what's that? A metropolitan train, Watson.
2: The tunnel's just at the back of this building. And if I'm not wrong, the train will come to a stop here. Ah, just as I thought. Now, the window. This must be the window. Quick, Watson, the lantern. Right you are, Holmes. Now we'll raise the window and have a look. Ah, Observe here on the windowsill, Watson. Good Lord. stains Quite. The Duggan West was led here and murdered. Yes, but my dear Holmes, how was he placed on top of that railroad carriage? Elementary, my dear Watson, elementary. You've only to use your eyes. Look below. You'll note that there is a flight of stone steps leading down from the house to that passageway. But that passageway is in reality the roof of the railway tunnel. You'll observe also that there's a large ventilating window in the roof of that tunnel. If you look carefully, you'll see the top of a railway carriage as it waits for the signal to proceed just under that ventilating window. Ah, yes, I see. In brief, the murderer has carried the body of Young West down the stairs and thrust it through the ventilating tunnel window upon the roof of a waiting carriage. Then the train simply moved off through the tunnel with its passenger riding the roof. Precisely, Watson. Holmes, I must compliment you on the brilliance of your deduction back at Allgate Station. Nothing but logic, my dear Watson. Simple logic. Without a ticket, young West couldn't have journeyed inside the carriage. Therefore, he must have journeyed outside. Come, Watson, there's no time to lose. What next, Holmes? A thorough search of the premises. <coughs> Watson, look here. In Oberstein's cash box on his desk. What is it, Holmes? A series of notices from the agony column of the Daily Telegraph. Hmm. All signed by one hero. Apparently a communication from Oberstein to a considerate. What do they say? I'll read the most recent. Monday night after nine. Two taps. Only ourselves. Do not be suspicious. Payment in hard cash when goods delivered. Piro. Hmm. I must say, Holmes, I'm not quite clear on... I am, Watson. Tomorrow morning, I want you to visit the advertising office of the Daily Telegraph. And later on, we shall pay a return visit to these premises. Just 12 o'clock, Holmes? Yes. Our quarry should be here at any moment, save on our trap, box. Oh, here's a copy of the ad I inserted this morning, Holmes. Listen. Tonight, 12, same place, two taps, most vitally important, your own safety at stake, Piero. You would have certainly seen it.
0: What? Listen. The on the door. The signal. Yes. here. Oh.
2: Better have your service to bother, Lady Watson. I'm prepared, Holmes. Good. One moment, Colonel Walter. Colonel, Watson. Yes. I'm going to unlock the door, Watson. Oberstein, what the devil does this notice in the telegraph mean? I... It means the game's up, Colonel Walter. No, don't move. I warn you, Dr. Watson, it's an excellent shot. Yes. And under circumstances such as these, sir, I assure you I should not hesitate to use my service revolver. I don't know what all this is about, Mr. Holmes. There's been some mistake. I came here merely to visit Mr. Oberstein. In response to a notice in the agony column of the Daily Telegraph, Eh, my dear Colonel? Yes, a notice we wrote ourselves. You wrote it? We did indeed. But then you know... Everything, my dear Colonel. We know that young Cadogan West saw you open the vault at Woolwich Arsenal with a key you duplicated from your brother's key. But how? Elementary, my dear Colonel. The thief had to be an outsider without time, opportunity, or skill to copy the originals. Therefore, he was first to purloin the original plans themselves. An examination of Sir James's key on his watch chain as he lay dead in your house revealed to me a thin waxen coat on the metal. Hence, the key had been copied. And finally, Your appearance here automatically indicts you. That's me. I suppose you know everything else. I do. Young West followed you on the underground to London Bridge. When he left the train, the collector took his ticket at the gate there. Hence, no ticket was found on his person. Then he followed you halfway across London to Caulfield Gardens, Kensington. You became aware that he was following you. And you and Oberstein contrived to murder him. Then you lowered him through the roof of the tunnel outside this window and onto the railway carriage. An ingenious way to get rid of a corpse, Colonel. Treason was not enough for you. You had to stain your hands with murder. Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson, I need money. I need money desperately. And the Bruce pardoned plans. They were the only answer. Where are the three missing papers now? Hugo Oberstein has them in Paris. He intends to sell them to the highest bidder among the foreign powers. I can make but some small amends for my treachery, you can. How, Mr. Holmes? Tell me
0: how. You
2: will write to Oberstein immediately. Tell him there is another paper you've found. And without it, the three he now possesses are useless. Tell him to return at once with the three papers intact. Is that clear? Yes. Yes. Very well. Oh, Watson. Yes, sir? You may put away your revolver now. I think Colonel Walter intends no violence and is fully aware of his folly. And unless I miss my guest, Mr. Overstein will return... The Empire will
0: once again be easier. Well, that was an exciting adventure,
2: Dr. Watson. And did Hugo Oberstein return to England? Yes, Mr. Harris, he did. And he was apprehended with the missing paper, which he had intended to offer at auction in all the naval centers of Europe. Well, was Holmes offered any reward for his good work on behalf of the Empire, Doctor? He was, but he refused all honors. Shortly thereafter, however, my friend appeared with a remarkably fine emerald tie pin. He uh, didn't mention the donor, but I suspect it came from a certain gracious lady, whose august name we all know. I see. But now, Doctor Watson, how about next week's story? Next week, Mr. Harris... I shall relate to you the adventure of the frightened bookkeeper. It involves a thrilling chase through London, a clock that did not chime, and a brilliant barrister for the defense. The makers of Clipper Craft Clothes and more than 1,200 stores from coast to coast have brought you another in the new series of broadcasts featuring the world's most famous detective, Sherlock Holmes. Our stories are based upon the character Sherlock Holmes, created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and the program is produced and directed by Basil Lochran. Sherlock Holmes is played by John Stanley, Dr. Watson by Ian Martin. This week's story was written by Max Ehrlich, with special music by Albert Berman. If you don't know your clipper craft dealer... Wright Clippercraft, 200 Fifth Avenue, New York City. Be sure to listen next week. Sherlock Holmes in The Adventure of the Frightened Bookkeeper. This is Cy Harris speaking for Clippercraft Clothes. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Stay with us for Behind the Front Page with Gabriel Hita, which follows in a moment. Eastern Airlines now ready for departure. Dependable airliners, dependable pilots. That double dependability. Eastern Airlines dependability. Fly Eastern, tried and proven over hundreds of millions of passenger miles.
1: welcome back well I, we this is the second time we've heard this story and overall i i did like the um rathbone uh bruce uh version uh better uh that was actually the first rathbone Bruce episode we played and it was the first uh first one in existence from nineteen thirty nine this one's not uh too bad uh but uh uh, it's it's not as good. I, I do think that uh, the episodes this season have definitely felt a little better, and the snipping has been uh, somewhat more minimal. I have to see how that holds up the rest of the season. Uh, that'll actually do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and then join us back here again next week on Thursday for another episode of Sherlock Holmes. In the meanwhile, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net, Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and give us a call, 208-991-4783. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham,
0: signing off.